On the quarterback, Lawrence looking through that black face mask at his uh, 10 yard line of the Chiefs. He gets the shotgun snap. He drops back, arches a pass into the end zone. Far side over the shoulder catch. Touchdown, far side. And it's grabbed over the shoulder by Christian Kirk. Looking into the overcast sky and into the lights at Arrowhead. It's a beautiful touchdown pass of 10 yards. And they're within an extra point. The Jaguars are of tying this game. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Can we just, like, stop to admire that verbal Picasso painted by Kevin Harlan? Oh, man. It's, like, better than a Picasso. It's, it's like, from the heavens. Yeah. He's in, like... He, he's, he's like Picasso he's and like, Hemingway at the same time. He's, yeah. he, like, that's, like when, like, when Michael Jordan scores, like, 60 points in a game. Just in yeah. the zone and, and like... I. You know, as as a broadcaster, I'm not saying, like, I'm as good. Like, I could do that. I can't. Like, I'm terrible at play-by-play. But, like, you can tell when, like, a broadcast, he's so in the zone, and he knows as he's saying it, like, this is great. He's like, (laughs) he absolutely 100% knows in the moment, like, I am nailing this. There's absolutely no question about it. I got it. Yeah. Like, you nailed it. It was pretty awesome. Christian Kirk from Texas A&M catching the touchdown from Trevor Lawrence, who played collegiately at Clemson and won a national championship, <laughs> beating Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, anyway, uh, good job by Jake Bray in the back of the break. Uh, oh, by the way, our cavalcade of guests starts coming up 20 minutes from now. Sam Paniotovich, Joey Kanish, Anthony DeBundo, Colin Wilson, Ryan Horvat, and uh, Lochmas, Ken's college football card for week one. Going to be amazing. But for now, we continue to talk MVP in the National Football League. And since we played Trevor Lawrence, highlight coming back from break, let's talk about the Jaguars starting quarterback, Ken. Entering year number three, rescued last year after the debacle rookie season with Urban Meyer, rescued last year by Doug Peterson. I think a lot of people excited now about Trevor and the Jaguars heading into year three, now with Calvin Ridley and Tank Bigsby joining Travis Etienne and joining Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Engram, the tight end, Drafted in the first round by the New York Football Giants. People like Trevor Lawrence this year. He's 16 to 1. Uh, we'll bounce around a little bit here, but let's talk about Trevor Lawrence for a second here, Ken. Is, is he interest to you at the price? Yeah, the problem is your last part there, at the price, right? Uh, I I like Trevor Lawrence as having a really good chance to an MVP. When I say really good chance, I mean, you know, like he's, you know, maybe the fourth most, uh, like a fourth most likelihood, fifth most likelihood, really, really high up versus all of his kind of contemporaries at quarterback. But the the problem is, Market's already there on this. It's actually my problem with betting Tua also is like Lawrence 16, Tua 18. And you'd be like, oh, but like 16 to 1, 18 to 1. Okay. Like if they kill it for a month, you need like you need like Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herb, like you need these guys to like be bad for these 14s to become anything that's like really that good on average. Like you need these guys to kill it and for these other guys to be like Hertz's average. The reason I like Hertz is like his average game is as good as everyone's average game, as good as Patrick Mahomes' average game. So, like, he's going to get to that first tier on stats a lot of the time. He just is. And it's not that Trevor Lawrence or Tua, like, don't have good stats. It's just a little worse. It's a little different. And I just think they're properly priced. But they're both really interesting. I mean, you you try to extrapolate a Tua full season, obviously removing the concussion games last year. And, man, like, you'd get to – something that wins MVP a lot of the time. If you try to pl- play that out over a full season, we don't know if he's going to stay healthy. He's got like the new helmet and he took the Taekwondo lessons or whatever. So he falls a certain way when he gets hit. That was really cool to read about. That's pretty and you cool, see it in the right? preseason actually. Yeah. It's like, I mean, first of all, when, when was the last time you read anything like that about anyone? It's like a really unique kind of setup basically. Uh, so that was really cool. 
maybe stays healthy. He definitely is trying to tell there's a lot of effort put into fixing what was wrong, which was taking too many hits to the head. Um, they're both so interesting. Uh, and you joked with the Harlan call, like they played each other in a national championship game, like huge recruits, huge recruits at every step of the process, huge draft picks, huge potential, but the market's pricing them like they have huge potential. Like I just, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is an awesome candidate for MVP. And I think two is an awesome candidate for MVP. So is the market. They're like sixth or seventh, eighth in the, on the odds board. Like, am I going to put them ahead right now before the season starts? Do I think either of them are more likely than any of the players above them to win MVP? The player right above both of them is Lamar Jackson. I don't think either of them are more likely. I think they're all just in that big upside winning team could win a lot of games. Like they're all in that same bucket. And they're all priced about the same. Aaron Rodgers is the other player in that group with Lamar and Trevor and Tua and Dak, if you want to kind of bundle together everybody sub 20 to 1. Rodgers is kind of interesting because, like, obviously won this award several times, won it back-to-back years even a couple of years ago. So it's, like, possible, but I just – I think they're all kind of in the right order here. So, yeah, like, I, I know you asked me, like, what do you think? I, I like all these guys. Of course all of them could win MVP. But I don't, I don't like any of these prices. I think they're all in the right order to start the season. And then once we start seeing week one, week two, week three, then that's where maybe they cannot be in the right order. Where like if this order stays and Rodgers isn't throwing for a lot of yards and the Jets are running the ball and Lawrence is killing it, then they should separate a lot. And when they don't separate a lot, maybe that's when you make a bet. But to start the year, I, I think they're all kind of in the right spots. It's worth noting there's only one NFC quarterback listed at like the top of the board, and yeah. it's Jalen Hurts at eleven to one. The next one listed, and we can talk about Purdy a little bit at forty to one. Where I think if like you think he's going to start the whole year, like sure, like the Niners could win a lot of games, and certainly the really high Definitely. win total. I is he ever like? And being honest, even like the biggest Brock Purdy fanboy. Like, like, you get, like, Matt Campbell on the phone and ask, like, Matt Campbell, like, hey, Matt Campbell, is Brock Purdy going to put up this, the type of stats like Patrick Mahomes puts up? Like, probably not. So I wouldn't bet right. Brock Purdy. But I just want to mention yeah. Purdy because he, well, San Francisco, yeah, Philly, the and Dallas box. have the three highest win totals. Like, he'll, so, like, he'll, yeah. lose, he'll lose the second box tiebreaker stats against whoever the AFC representatives are. Like, he'll just lose the tiebreaker against them. They'll both win a lot of games, and he'll lose on stats. That's what'll happen. And the only way that he can overcome that is losing zero or one games this year. That's like really the only way he can over like win so much it doesn't matter. Go sixteen and one, like then it doesn't matter if you have you know twenty one touchdowns and three picks as opposed to fifty and eight or something. Like it doesn't matter if you have less because you won so much. But if it's going to be kind of what we think, then you just it's a tough bet. Like he should be a long shot price. They they they're going to kill the winning box a lot of the time. They got that, but the stats box is rough. And obviously all of these other candidates we're talking about at least have the chance to provide you with both. Talk to us about Dak Prescott, eighteen to one. The other NFC quarterback listed in the uh, in listed eighteen to one or shorter. I mean, yeah, it's it's another problem, right? You look at the win total in the market, success the team has had the last couple of years. You project that like roster's awesome. We've had people on who said it's the best roster in the league. Great. Okay, like who's he ahead of on this list going into the season? Again, we watch the Giants game. He starts killing it. Everybody else struggles. Great. Let's reorder this. And if it doesn't get reordered, make a bet on Dak Prescott. But like to start the year. I, I can't tell you that he should be above any of these other players. You should be able to have Justin Herbert. Should be able to have Trevor Lawrence. Should be able to have Tua. No, like they all have way more upside for 14 wins and big stats than what he has. So just like, do I like him? Sure. I think he's like ordered correctly. I think, I mean, I think he's more likely to win than Justin Fields, for example. But, uh, but he's ahead of Justin Fields and he's behind all these other players we're talking about. 
I think there are a couple long shots if we want to get to them. So if the conversation's like, all right, these guys are all about right and they're all on the winning teams and they're all quarterbacks, like is there a quarterback on a team that's projected to be average who we just think is going to be like, kind of like the Vikings last year where we bet Justin Jefferson, like a make a leap team. And you think that quarterback's got potential to be like a young player who comes out of nowhere to win MVP. Then you start getting into a group of players I think is interesting. You alluded to Jordan Love. Maybe that maybe that's the one you like. I think there's a couple we could go over. Yeah, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on Tremendous Football Thursday talking MVP in the National Football League for this coming season. I actually, I'd like to... The two guys at 30-1 to 1 are both a little interesting. Uh, that's Deshaun Watson and Geno Smith. Now, I don't like the Browns this year. Like, my bet would be on Deshaun Watson, like, not being what he was in Houston based on what we saw last I year. Agree. Based on training camp reports. But I think there's a case to be made to the contrary. And the, and the case to be made is, well, we all saw him in Houston. Like, why can't he recapture that form? I think it's kind of like, it's a guess to see, like, what it's going to be for Deshaun Watson. But if Watson's going to be what he was in Houston, the Browns could win 13 games. They could win 14 games. And they do have talent at the skill positions where Watson could potentially have the stats needed to get you home there. And Geno, like, I, I, it's just weird to think, like, could, could Geno Smith actually win MVP? Like, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so, Ken. But uh, I know you've said a couple times that, like, you think San Francisco might go under the win total. Not that you think the Niners are going to be bad, but I think it stands to reason that with the Rams and the Cardinals bringing up the rear in the NFC West, that if the Seahawks win that division, Metcalf's awesome, Lockett's awesome, JSN's awesome, and looks like he's going to be healthy now for week one. Walker's awesome. Like, this offense could be really good. The guys at 30 are, are interesting. And since I mentioned Jordan Love, like, I, I can pay that off here. I, I personally think it's... I don't think he can ever put the stats up to get you there. I agree. With the so like, look, Christian Watson's in year two, Dobbs is in year two, Jaden Reed's a rookie, Luke Musgrave is a rookie. Like, they could win the division and they could have a really nice season. Matt Lafleur is going to win Coach of the Year though. Like, they're going to run the ball a ton with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I don't know if Love ever has the stats to get you there. I don't think I would. I don't think I would even look at anyone can pass fifty to one. So I, I, I'd almost like cut it off there. Maybe you you have a quarterback that you like, maybe even like worth discussing from sixty six to one or or longer. Yeah. But your thoughts on some of the guys I mentioned or anybody else? Yeah, the uh, the Jordan Love thought I agree with. We like the Packers, but the stat upside's rough. I would just throw in a note on Deshaun, and this is a real thing. Like we're talking about awards, narrative driven stuff. He better be way far ahead of everybody to win. If it's a close race with him and anybody else, AP voters are are giving him this award. That's happening. Like the voting block is giving Deshaun Watson MVP when it's close with another player. Really? I would be very, 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 very skeptical that that would happen. And, and all these guys are likable at the top of the board also. It's not like he's like with, with someone else, like the media doesn't well, like wants to not well, yeah. for also. Look, it'd be funny, like Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and be like, what would voters do in that situation? But like, I, just that well, you like have to consider that. Criminal. Yeah. Like you have to right. go with the narcissist, yeah, right? It's like, it's a, it's a, like whatever you prefer. I'd rather hang out with Aaron right. Rodgers. Yeah, vaccines don't work, or like I have 35 active lawsuits, like whichever one you want to go with. So uh, the idea of Deshaun is like interesting, but I would always pass for that reason. And he's always going to be shorter priced than I think he should be for that reason. Gino is like, are the stats going to be there? I guess they could be. They could, like, I, yes. I guess. I think they actually could I guess be, they yes. could be. Maybe he's the longest price that you could actually make a reasonable case for. That would be one. Just another player, just because we haven't brought him up yet. And I think he's the only other player I'd bring up in this discussion. What do you make of Kenny Pickett as yeah, like a potential to drop that. into this range? So I 50 was what I saw. I don't know what MGM's price on him is. 50 was what I saw before the show. So like way longer than everyone. And if they're re like, if they, so, I mean, their win total is eight and a half. If they even go over a little bit, 
it's because he's good and this starts to get a little interesting and with each win it gets really really interesting so 40 at mgm again that's where it's like i don't know if that's going down a ton you also have kind of the idea that he's going to face the niners defense in week one and that's going to be really tough to accumulate stats against so maybe this isn't a week one bet but like the longest price that could become way shorter don't hate kenny pickett as that I think that would be like I, my vote for the really long price that gets shorter. I think a little later in the show, we'll find like a couple minutes to talk about Kenny Pickett because I do think it's worth discussing. And I think it's like a nuanced conversation as it regards the Pittsburgh Steelers. And everyone knows you, I love Kenny Pickett. Hour one done, hour two for you. Coming up on the other side, we started talking college football for the weekend with our good friend, Sam Paniatovich.